Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to a pretty sad episode here, guys. Um, we haven't really done one of these yet. Uh, we did touch on one previously when Brett Morris retired. Me and Nom on one of our uh, round reviews took a couple of minutes to really speak about him, but we've got a pretty substantial retirement. Uh, Boyd Corden, obviously, uh, due to his concussion symptoms uh, ongoing since last year, he did get the, his last knock during Origin Game 1 last year, and he's had to retire. It's a it's a very sad moment. Um, one of the unsung heroes of the NRL era. Um, and as I'm working on the, the NRL Hall of Fame pyramid, um, he, he's one I've been kind of battling with. I'm really, it's, I haven't really appreciated Boyd Cordner. And, you know, when you start looking at all of his uh, stats on paper and when you start really understanding what he meant to the to every team that he's played in um it's it's really interesting so i thought it was definitely one we can um kind of bring in a little podcast here because there's, there's quite a bit of talk about with boyd corner and i think it's a it's a very substantial similar to brett morris it's a very substantial uh retirement because when you talk about since 1998 and the players that matter which will be on the pyramid he's going to be right up there boyd corner um didn't have the the longevity of a career like a Cooper Cronk or a Cameron Smith, uh, but what he did in the time uh, since he debuted, it's one that you really appreciate when you kind of look at it all together. So let's kind of take a little little stages here. So obviously, debuted in 2011. Uh, he's been with the one team, the Sydney Roosters, the whole way through. A fantastic winning winning percentage, 63%. He's played 181 games. Uh, for, for the Sydney Roosters. And when you look at uh, the rest of his career, so he played 16 games for the Blues, captained them, 20 games for Australia, captained them as well. So he's uh, he's played in the World Cup. He's played in test matches. He's played for his, uh, his state, captain his state, and he's obviously won three premierships as the captain with his beloved Sydney Roosters. When you kind of look at it all on paper, um, this is how it kind of reads. So obviously... 181 games, that's what he will stand in his NRL career. 16 New South Wales games, 20 Australia games, three premierships, one time voted the second role of the year, and obviously captained his club, state, and country, which not many people in the NRL era can say that they have done. So when you look at the accolades on paper, obviously it's a pretty outstanding career. Um, Talking a bit about the retirement, obviously concussions is a huge issue at the moment with the NRL with the big crackdown. You know, there was always, um, after the concussion last year, there was talk that he'll sit out half the season, he'll come back, and, you know, that rest will be really good for him. And Trent Robertson obviously brought uh, spoke about it um, today after the retirement was uh, made official. So, you know, he came back to training. Uh, he hadn't even started his contact sessions. This was, you know, he just came in there jogging, passing the ball around. And as of five weeks ago, they knew, you know, so we're talking around nine they knew he wasn't even close. You know, they were hoping by then he'd be right and ready fit, you know, to kind of make that late season charge for the finals. But, you know, he still had his ongoing headache symptoms, which is really worrying when you kind of think about it. Last November to now we're in June and he's still having headaches, you know. It's just, it's really, really, you know, a guy can tear his ACL, a guy can, you know, uh, break a collarbone, get a shoulder reco. 
you know, that immediate pain in the rehab, obviously very hard. And if anyone has had an injury and had to rehab, you know, you know, the struggles and the consistent thought battles you have to have to kind of really maintain uh, to get back to where you were. And obviously for a professional athlete, we don't, we don't know a very select uh, few people even understand what that is. Uh, but with concussions, it's such a scary proposition when your body's probably telling you that you're ready to go and you can keep going, but then it's your mind and the, the head injuries that you have that, you know, and Boyd Cordner just turned 29. So, you know, when you look at some of the greats of the game, you know, playing into their mid thirties, you know, he didn't even get to crack 30. You know, this is the the prime of an athlete. A male athlete is between uh, 21 to 27 to 31 years old. So he was right in the peak of his physical prime, you know, right around just below that 200 game mark. This is where he should be really playing some of the best footy of his career. And it's obviously been cut short there. So, you know, props to him. You know, he was able to really, similar to Jake, I think the Jake Friend decision really helped him this year. Seeing his club mate really make a tough decision. You know, he was obviously a young father as well. And able to, he, you know, and really with his, with his head injuries, the kind of decision was taken out of his own hands. And I'm really happy that Boyd Corden didn't try and get back on the field. You know, that, that last concussion was, a, you know, a head-eye tackle and, you know, or a spear tackle and he just got his head, you know, took a pretty uh, blunt force. Um, you you pay that, but the injury that he got was pretty innocuous. You know, went in for a tackle, caught the hip, head hit the ground, got the wobble straight away. You know, as soon as you start getting those, and you know, anyone who follows boxing or the UFC, you kind of know when that chin goes. And it seems like with the NRL, we're kind of getting to that stage. You know, Wade Graham this weekend obviously is now on a forced four week leave uh, after he suffered another concussion again, another innocuous one off the hip. When your chill goes, and you know when the head, when you're very uh, get the you're very um, prone to getting those injuries. You know, once you get them, you you don't kind of build up the tolerance again to to wear off some of those head clashes and head knocks. So, look, it's very sad. But talking about again where he stands in the NRL era, you know, again it's a small list of players who played over 15 games for state and 15 games for country. It's an even smaller list of who captained for uh, state and country. You know, three premierships. Once you pass two premierships and once you're in that three and higher, it's a very, very small class. Adding in also uh, a reward for a position of the year award through the Dally M's. You know, you're looking at least top 15, I think, for Boyd Cordner. Uh, as, a, as we'll kind of go through, I'm going to kind of go through the season, let some of the guys who are still active, you know, Maybe someone else will win a premiership or win an Origin Series, win a Clive Churchill. Might bump up the list, but, you know, Boyd Corden now stands as one of the guys who's retired. Um, so he his legacy has been set now. So it'll be very interesting to see where he kind of does fall. But when I was kind of thinking about it, you know, straight away in my head, I'm like, well, look, he only played under 200 games, so he can't be that high. But then when you kind of put the accolades, and then, you know, accolades don't really tell everything, you know, as I'm learning from this pyramid, you know, some of the forwards like a Petro and a Webke, you know, obviously we'll, we'll never win a Dalian. We'll never win a Clive Churchill. So some of those individual records, um, they won't be able to go. So you kind of have to look at, um, you know, was he the best at his position? Did he set the standard? I think with Boyd Cordner, you kind of saw that whole running edge play has always been in the game, obviously. But one that really, really perfected it was Boyd Cordner when he was able to, you know, he was very solid in defence. Hardly missed a tackle in attack, you know, always ran a very, very nice line, 
was always there on those opportunistic kicks. Uh, you know, those robbers to the end goal was always riding around it. Just a very professional player and someone who, you know, the Roosters, uh, after they won the the grand final in 2002, and obviously lost the two grand finals after that. When you kind of look at the Roosters uh, post-2005, 2013, when they won their next title, uh, and even let's go to 2010, where they lost the grand final to the Dragons, that little six-year period there, you know, they were a little bit in and out of it. You know, this is a powerhouse side, you know, all the resources, Uncle Nick and all those things, you know, great players want to play for them and they weren't getting results. And, you know, Boyd Cordner, a young second rower, comes in in 2011. Obviously, Jake Friend, the young hooker, coming through the ranks at that time as well. You know, you had a changing of the guard, you know, Anthony Minicello kind of left. You had Mitch Pierce coming through, you know, Sonny B. Williams came back into the fold, you know, Michael Jennings was there. There was a lot of iterations of this team. Todd Carney, obviously, with his Dallium season 2010. Boyd Cordner kind of took uh, this new age and Nathan, uh, Jake Friend as well, took this new age Roosters right into the next uh, time of the of the next phase of that uh, club's chapter. It was a very successful one from 2013 to 2018. Uh, you've got the three premierships. You know, it's very hard to dispute the success that they had. And Boyd Cordner was a really, really big um, factor in that. You know, I thought he was... Always one of the top five second rowers in the game. Uh, obviously, really did like um, the leadership. He, you know, you kind of look at that Origin series last year when they when they did lose Boyd Cordner. Um, that game three, if that it was Boyd Cordner on one of those edges, you know, and having that leadership on the field, it'd be very interesting to see where that series kind of goes because you know they really did miss miss him, and you know they've got they kind of really battling now to kind of get a, a new leadership combination because it's such a young team. Obviously, they had no troubles in game one this year, but, you know, you can never get enough of these guys. And it's a shame. It's a real shame that he didn't get to really fill out his potential in the NRL era because you kind of look at the players um, on this list as I'm kind of doing the pyramid and a player right near him on the pyramid is Luke Lewis, you know, 324 games. So if you can kind of say that, you know, nearly half a career, you know, we're looking at half a career he had compared to Luke Lewis, you know, he only played 181 games, but he was able to fit so much into there. Um, it's pretty outstanding what he did in that short time. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see more of Boyd Corden, because I think, like I said, as I'm kind of going through this, you're seeing these guys, you know, won't name any names, but the players around him in this pyramid, you know, 324 games, 348 games, 335 games, 246 games. 302 games, 337 games, 276 games, and then you drop the boy at 181. There's not many players in, in this top half, you know, the top two levels of the pyramid that are going to play under 200 games. Um, but he's one of them, and he, right, he rightly deserves to be up there because a fantastic, fantastic career that he had. And um, it's a real shame that um, the body's given up on him. And, you know, again, I'll never know what it's going to be to be a professional athlete. A lot of people listening to this will never understand that. But, you know, obviously it takes a lot of a lot of work to get to where he got. And, you know, he played at the highest level, uh, captaining his, his club side, his state and his country. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, the legacy. You know, if he does stay in um, rugby league, obviously he does love the game. You can definitely tell by the way he played his played his footy. Um you know, if he joins that rooster staff, I think he'll bring a really nice level of leadership 
Um, you know, he crossed for 50 tries in those games. Obviously, like I said, he he was very potent on that um, on that edge running. And, you know, that next level, you know, they've obviously got Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, two guys that kind of have learned off him. And as those next kind of guys come through, the Nat Butchers, the Fletcher Bakers of the world, um, I'm sure a guy like Boyd Corden is walking around training, able to show him the professionalism, how to, you know, start the week right and how to move into the weekend and, you know, play kind of tune your body and your mind to be ready to play on the Saturday, the Friday, Saturday or Sunday, a guy like Boyd Cordner will be uh, invaluable for the Roosters moving forward. So obviously it's a huge loss to have played quite a bit of footy uh, without him. Obviously you kind of look at his games played um, the first couple of years of his career from 2012, 2015, over 20 games every season. Then you kind of move in from 2016 onwards, 12, 18, 23, 19, 13 games, and obviously none this season. So, Back end of his career, obviously hampered with injuries. A uh, couple of knocks, obviously the head knocks came into it as well. Uh, and like I said, you've got a couple of remade replacements already in Crichton and Tupanua and a couple of guys coming in off the bench. So they've been able to kind of integrate. It's not like they've just lost him straight away and obviously they're going to be without him. They've been gradually getting to the stage. And I think they kind of knew this year that there was a big chance he wasn't going to play. I think you kind of, um, every article you read or every interview you see so far from, you know, the Trent Robinsons, the teammates, the Brad Fittlers of the world. I think they kind of knew. Um, and, you know, one of the one of the quotes from Trent Robinson this week, you know, a week ago, Boy Corden called him over to his house and Trent Robinson knew before he even walked through the door um, what Boy Corden was going to tell him. So, you know, if he walked around in training, you know, he always had the smile on his face and he was kind of, you know, running up and down the park and, you know, getting the footy in his hand. But if they knew... And what are we now? Like I said, we're plus six months after the initial head knock. If you knew then that um, he wasn't right and he was still a fair way off, then obviously with the number of injuries he had, um, you knew it was going to be pretty, pretty uh, a long shot for him to come back. Um, but l- last couple of notes here, you know, the cra- he did speak about the crackdown on the head on the head high tackles. You know, he's a very smart player, Boyd Cordner, um, and he kind of did say. That we all kind of thought, you know, him and Jake Friend are two classic examples of will do anything for their side. Uh, and sometimes the decision has to be taken out of the player's hands uh, because, you know, that, that if leaving them up to their own accord, they probably would have got back on the field. They, they would have, you know, persevered and tried to get back on the field to help their team. Uh, but in the case of a Jake Friend who had a family and boy Cordner, like I said, who just turned 29, they still got post-life footy. And, you know, you've seen a Brett Morris who... The other end of the spectrum, he's had a full career, obviously a huge knee injury. Could have worked his way back pretty comfortably, I thought. You know, he's obviously one of those guys that is very fit. You know, he was very close to the try-scoring record. He could have come in, you know, taken a season off and even given it two last years of the career. But, you know, he's taken that early exit. You know, you're not going to be surprised if a Boyd Corner shows up on Fox uh, Fox uh, NRL uh, on Fox or... Channel 9's broadcast and, you know, as a colour analyst or, you know, a studio panellist, you know, you you he's going to do a good job of that. You're not going to be surprised to see him carrying the drinks for the Roosters or, you know, up and around training, you know, teaching the young forwards how to do their thing. You know, he's another a very successful post-footy career. So Boyd Cordner, I think, is the real face of this crackdown for the NRL. And I think it's a really, really good decision because if he you know, wanted to keep playing, I would have hoped that the Roosters, who you got to admit, out of all the clubs, you know, that have since this uh, concussion head trauma has really come in, you know, Jake Friend, 
Luke Keary, Boyd Cordner, the three kind of poster children from that club. Um, they've taken cautious approaches and, you know, really look to protect their players. Um, and he spoke of this crackdown and said, you know, take it out of the players' hands. You know, he's a warrior who's going to be on the field at all times. Um, but you know what? You've got to take it out of the hands and really weigh up the prof- the professional life versus the personal life. And I think Boyd Corner did a really, really good decision here. And I really like him endorsing, you know, there's a lot of players. And um, when we do, we want to do a podcast of pet peeves of rugby league right now, you know, from commentary to on the field to presentation of the game, whatever it is. And one of mine right now is a lot of the ex-players on commentary really ragging on these new rules and not giving it a fair shake, you know, talking about back in my day and all these type of things. And I was really happy for a Boyd Cordner who obviously has that warrior mentality and, you know, one of the toughest guys to play the game. But when he comes down and says, look, this was the right thing. You, the, the NRL is doing the right thing and making sure the players are protected. And really happy to hear that because we need more of these former players, especially in prominent roles like a Boyd Cordner, who, again, when we do this pyramid, is going to be a top 20 player of the NRL era. He just is. And even though he played the limited games, he's going to be that high. And if we have players of his stature really coming out and supporting what the NRL is trying to do, I think it's going to be a great initiative for the game to really get a player like that on board. So I will leave it there. You know, we could keep talking about Boyd Corner and, you know, hopefully the next couple of podcasts as we get some of the guys on the podcast, you know, I'll ask him a little bit about Boyd Corner because I think, again, it's a monumental uh, retirement. Um, and every time we lose players of Boyd Cordner's calibre, uh, really kind of want to ele- um, elevate his stature and, you know, really show what a loss it is to the game because, yeah, um, I'm really enjoying doing this little side project and I can't wait to do it. You know, it will be our off-season podcast series. I'm putting a lot of thought and effort into it, you know, looking at individual players' achievements, the team results, you know, the team success uh, with a player on the field. Um, going to really wrap it up all together and by the off season I'll be able to you know do a little pod, little podcast series uh, have some spirited debates with the boys and obviously then release the pyramid from you know whatever number we end up I think right now it's up to 96 players it'll be a five tier pyramid system obviously as, as I finalize I'll give you all those ones um, as a little pre before we start the series in the off season but yeah it's, it's really good you know and even before um, this news of the potential retirement from Boyd Corner, it's kind of elevated over the last couple of days. But, you know, the last real three, four weeks as I've been kind of working on this, he's a name I had penciled in, you know, I was like, yeah, he's going to be, you know, somewhere, he'll be on the pyramid somewhere, but he's not going to be that high. But then when you kind of look at an individual and then team and then what he meant for the game and the way the game is played right now and, you know, how did some of the players shape it, you know, there's no denying that he's just one of the, one of those guys that you just have to put there. And yes, it was a shorter career, like I said, there's players around him that have had double the career than he's had, but boy, he made a he made a real uh, a real effort of it over those 181 games, um, and then obviously the 16 and the 24 is uh, representative duty. So, um, wishing him all the best in his um, post rugby league on field career. I think, like I said, whether he goes into the coaching, whether he goes into the analyst role, I think he'll do a great job. Very well spoken, Boyd Cordner, and obviously, you know, like I said, a consummate professional. We saw what he did on the park. And even today, you know, when you saw, you know, he got, got a little bit emotional, as obviously you'd expect, but spoke with real elegance and grace. So, you know, it's a real tough man sport rugby league, but then you get an insight to, you know, 
he's had seven months of really trying to wrestle with this and, you know, really tell, trying to tell his mind that he's okay. And, you know, unfortunately, the body just um, gives out on some people really early, unfortunately. So we'll leave it there, guys. Again, Boyd Cordner, all the best. Um, really can't wait to release this pyramid ranking. Um, have some really good discussions with you guys. Um, we're going to really um, up the socials, um, especially the Facebook and the Instagram. Really going to try and, um, you know, put some, you know, right now we kind of posted when new stuff's going up, but I really want to change the socials to interact with you guys more and, you know, kind of, you know, we started this podcast doing reviews and previews and, you know, we're still going to, that's our, that's our, uh, the core of what we do. You know, we like to talk about what we see, you know, and again, we're not X's and O's guys. We're not going to talk about, you know, some of the plays and, you know, how teams exploited other teams, you know, we're kind of more big picture and, you know, we're, this podcast was always intended to be a couple of mates around a microphone, around a pub, around a schooner, you know, talking footy and, you know, just very high level what we think of clubs or players or results. Um, and that's what we're going to do. And these type of things, you know, a Boyd Cordner retiring, you know, I've had numerous chats with some of the boys and, you know, I could have left it to a little, you know, a couple of minute um, review when we talk about the Roosters game. But, you know, there's some of these players that we really kind of need to, elevate their standing and, you know, some of the player movements ones that we've done with Matt Dufty and Sean Johnson and Corey Norman. Again, I want to get those ones out because it's all thoughts. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if a person listens to it, if five people or 10 people listen to it, you know, if you're on the train or on the, on the bike or on the, in the car at work, eating lunch, whatever it is. Um, if you want to listen to a bit about rugby league, because, you know, I'm, I'm a sport head, at my heart and you know all the sport podcasts i listen to so if you like my dulcet tones and you know like to listen to a bit about rugby league we're going to give that to you at the end of a rewind so really enjoying doing this we're really close to three thousand downloads again you know don't even know how many podcasts we're up to at this stage we've done the preview series uh, before the season you know we've done a lot of content during the season obviously uh in the off season i've got a lot of ideas including this pyramid so we're going to be rolling uh, we've got a couple of little side projects as well. I'll announce those as well. Um, but I love doing this, you know, just a little bit of a, something on the side to really, you know, break up the week, break up the nine to five and um, talk footy with some mates and, you know, share some views. So we'll leave this one there, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Rambled a bit at the end, but yeah, you know, just want to really show how much we appreciate it. You know, like I said, close to 3000 uh, downloads and, you know, we're going to keep, keep pumping it out for you guys. So Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.